Salam and good evening to you worthy friends. My name is Becky. And this is Claire. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Podway. So this is the podcast where we discuss things about musicals, theaters, and plays. And in today's episode, we'll be talking about Aladdin. All right. So I think this is our second Disney. Disney. Yeah. Yes. Um, Disney related musical. And we have, I think, quite a few others that we can cover in the future. Just from the top of my head, we have like The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, um, Little, Mermaid. Little Mermaid, yes, yeah. and Hunchback of Narding. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of things to look forward to, but this is our second ever. And before we, I guess, talk about our experiences with it, maybe I'll just give a brief synopsis. So um, I'm sure most of you have heard the story of Aladdin before, but for the benefit of those who didn't, I'll just give a brief summary. So Aladdin is a story about a young poor man who uh, one day finds a magic lamp containing a genie, uh, which grants him three wishes. He uses the wishes to try and court the sultan's daughter, all the while avoiding the evil royal vizier. All right. So um, what is your experience with Aladdin like? Oh, my God. So (laughs) I love Disney. And when you like list all the Disney musicals, I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait for the day that we actually discuss Lion King because... We've been holding, we'll be holding for that one. I feel like Claire's waiting for a real big moment for it. I know, I know. Liking (laughs) my favorite, my childhood, my love. It's like, (laughs) I'm not kidding you. I feel like I watched Lion King like maybe three times in person. That's crazy, especially since it's such an expensive show. It is super expensive. No kidding. I think the first two times, like somebody else paid for a ticket, like my Uh parents. Thank you, mom. (laughs) um but yeah but if it's me who's gonna be paying for the tickets then then probably not but anyways just to say how much I love Lion King and where was I oh I was talking about my relationship (laughs) with Aladdin you're talking about a completely unrelated musical I know I know but they're both Disney and I love Disney yeah I really really like Disney Disney is like my childhood it's like um the American version of like Ghibli for those who know Mm -hmm. But to be honest, I didn't really remember Aladdin in particular because aside from like the few songs that I can remember or like it rings a bell to me, like it's not the one Disney movie that I'll continue and keep on going back to watching. You know what I mean? I have to say, even though I love it still, but it's not like my top one because my did you grow up with it? I did, but okay. I feel like I'm. I was more. I was definitely way more uh, familiar with like Lion King, obviously, and Mulan. Mulan's mm-hmm. another really big one in uh, in Taiwan when I grew up, and um, I can't really come up with like something else, but something else. <laughs> Little Mermaid too. I think Little Mermaid. Yeah, so I think Aladdin Beauty is- and the Beast was like the most common one to like. To be um, honest, not really. For me, at no. least, it's not really something that was I was too, too familiar. I can't even like count all the songs in, in, <laughs> the, <laughs> in the movie. So that probably tells you how. Could you um, do that for Aladdin? Not really. So okay. only like maybe three songs that I know okay. from this musical, like without ever Which having ones? to rewatch. Sorry? Which one? A ones? whole new world. A whole new world, obviously. Uh-huh. And uh, what was the other one? Um, Friend Like Me. Okay. And true. Prince Ali. Okay. Yeah. I think that's fair. They don't have too, too many other songs. What else do they have? They have Prince that's Ali. Uh, not Prince Ali. You just said that. They have Arabian <laughs> Nights. 
and they have right. one jump ahead. Right. And I think that's all they have, actually. Yeah. So there's a lot of new songs for yeah. a musical version. Not, not sure. as not as many as I thought. And I'm actually very grateful for it. But I guess we'll talk about it when we get to the music <laughs> proper. Um, but yeah, the, this musical is not lousy with songs, for sure. Yeah. It's lousy with um, repetitions. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> um, okay. So I'd say you have like a lukewarm familiarity with Aladdin as a franchise yeah did you watch I, any of the sequels no there's a sequel oh, oh my there God. are two direct-to-dvd sequels there's return of jafar and there is aladdin the one where he meets his dad aladdin and the 40 thieves maybe that's i'm not Holy sure if that's cow. the way it's called I'm, i grew up on them yeah. too so <laughs> um i watched all three there may be another one if there is another one i'm not uh, aware of it mm-hmm. but uh okay so no sequels for you and before this we discussed a little bit more about Aladdin um you didn't watch the 2019 remake no okay and you had no familiarity with Aladdin as a musical before this episode exactly okay cool so I didn't have any familiarity with Aladdin as a musical before this episode either in fact I I don't know I have a preconceived notion of Disney musicals in my head just because I too grew up on Disney and I love Disney so much in the animated form I can be very prejudiced towards like anything live action or anything not in the original way that it was, you know, that I watched it or enjoyed it as a kid. Um, so for a lot of Disney musicals, I only heard like snippets or like maybe singular numbers of the song rather than the entire soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And then after watching Frozen, which I had a very bad opinion on, um, if you guys remember, or if you guys caught that episode, uh, I was very, very apprehensive coming into this episode um my mind has been changed but I guess again that's (laughs) definitely talking about something that we'll talk about way way down the line so I grew up on everything Disney I think I made an effort to watch every single Disney movie like full feature movie out there uh so I watched the direct-to-dvd the two direct-to-dvd of Aladdin I watched the original Aladdin many many times it wasn't my favorite either I usually like the one that are more princess focused or like the one where the princess the Disney princess is like the the point of view character and this one isn't it but I really liked the genie obviously yes Uh, yes I really liked all the like sidekick animal sidekicks I like I like Abu I liked the carpet I liked that they gave him personality I liked Raja and all that kind of stuff so I thought that was really really cute my brother had like little figurines of Aladdin because I feel like Disney didn't have a lot of like boy oriented movies at the time then they got more and more like you know with Hercules in the later half of the 90s so um, I remember playing with the little figurines from Aladdin as well. And I, I, I liked it just fine. I didn't watch the 2019 remake either, but I definitely knew all the songs from the original Aladdin. Hmm. I would say regarding the 2019 remake, again, this is something we discussed ju- just before this recording. I don't like watching Disney remakes on principle. After watching the Beauty and the Beast one, I was severely and sorely disappointed because for me, like a big, big draw for the Disney magic in the like Disney Renaissance era are the songs. And the songs in Beauty and the Beast were so horrific. that I didn't want to experience it again. And I didn't want to, you know, give my money to, you know, remakes. Because the only reason why, they're keep ma- why they keep making remakes in the first place is because they're profitable. So if I don't 
make them profitable, hopefully they will start to decline more and more. So that was my rationale behind it and my reason for not watching the 2019 <laughs> one. Um, it's on principle, okay? It's on principle. Also, I don't know. I love Robin Williams so, so, so much. And I couldn't have it in my heart to watch. Even though Will Smith is like a darling like person, I cannot have it in my heart to watch somebody else perform the genie in, in an Aladdin movie, if that makes sense. Because heard- Robin Williams was so perfect for it. I mean, that is absolutely right. But I also heard that um, apparently his part, like his role as Genie is definitely the best part of the movie. So that's tragic. Really? (laughs) That's tragic. I thought a lot of people like was happy about his performance. I mean, obviously I didn't watch the movie as well, Mm -hmm. but when I was going through some online comments on their YouTube or something, a lot Mm -hmm. of people seems to adore his performance in the movie so I thought like maybe he did a good job I I wouldn't know because I didn't watch it and as for the remake I agree with you I think Mm -hmm. I stopped having faith in the live action remake after I see Mulan's trailer and then (laughs) Mulan's trailer oh my god but Lion King trailer was was before Mulan's trailer was it not I can't remember but it was definitely Mulan like destroyed all my faith in it I think (laughs) I think a lot of people can relate like after Mulan and the whole like I don't know the whole like horrible mess it caused a lot of people just soured on the remake even more than they were before because people complained I think from like yeah after Cinderella I think people started during I guess Beauty and the Beast is like the height of it Mm -hmm. so I think Beauty and the Beast made so so much money and then usually when something becomes really really popular a lot of aunties come and like shit on everything and um I know I painted myself as an auntie here but it wasn't because of that I swear (laughs) it wasn't because (laughs) it was popular especially since I was really hyped up for it because I really like um Emma Watson from like Harry Potter obviously and um I think his name is Dan Stevens um who played in Downton Abbey and I I really like Downton Abbey like it had an old star cast so I was hyped for Beauty and the Beast but I mean a lot of people seem to love it still I actually went into theater to watch it but the funny thing is I can't recall what actually happened which is so sad because it didn't even leave an impression (laughs) on me uh, okay, I mean, it's the, the corrections they made, because obviously the the most vocal, I'd say, complaint about Beauty and the Beast story or narrative is the Stockholm Syndrome, and um, they tried to correct it a little bit, and they tried to correct other plot holes, and I think it just made it worse. I feel like if you're going into a Disney movie and, you know, there's magic injected into the narrative and into the story, you just have to suspend your d- disbelief. Like, mm-hmm. sure, there might be a few plot holes here and there, but, like, you got to be able to put it aside and still enjoy the characters mainly, enjoy the story, enjoy the like spectacle and, you know, the beauty of it. And a lot of people just want to nitpick. And I think that's a bit of a shame. Yeah, I don't understand why like Disney keeps on making remakes. It's like they have pretty good original films like Zootopia, which is honestly, I watched it like maybe 10 times already. Oh, wow. (laughs) I really (laughs) like that film. And Big Hero 6 before that was also pretty good. I haven't watched their latest film. I think it was called mm-hmm. like Raya and the Last Dragon or something. So I didn't haven't watched did that. Did you watch yet. Luca? I did. Okay. I was disappointed. Oh, I heard okay. good things about it. Okay. It was just I'm curious. really bland. 
that's yeah. that's what people liked about it from my understanding like they like the fact that it's like not like the stakes are not the entire world or the entire universe you know it's like small stakes that is like more about a community you know i i i don't know i just i don't think it's just matching with my taste probably but uh, probably. what was before luca um coco soul oh so soul was really good yes. um but anyways <laughs> my point is that they had pretty good original films too so they, they did it for the to. same reason as when we grew up i don't know if you watched a whole lot of you know the straight to dvd uh, or straight to vhs um movies so they had a whole slew of sequels and i watched all of them because <laughs> my mom just kept buying them and i'm not going to be one of the people who turns down watching a disney movie did you watch the sequel from milan since you did mention it i did okay the did animated you watch the film right yes and yeah. the sequel to lion king i did as well that was a like good one a in my songs. opinion yeah i think okay. it was actually pretty good yes and did you watch the lion king one and a half <laughs> One and, oh no that I didn't watch okay which is weird because it was always on my to watch list but I just haven't had a chance to but I have to say though even though I love Lion King 2 it was pretty good in my opinion I think Mulan 2 was definitely a disappointment oh I I don't know so I watched it as a very young and impressionable kid and I feel like as a young and impressionable kid you have no standards so I liked it fine okay um, but it, but I think like a big draw for me again was the music. I like the music there a lot. And I still remember like a lot of the songs from there. Um, and I also kind of like the the princesses they introduced. And I like that they set them up with like the uh, army men from the original movie. Mm-hmm. So I know I liked... I, that's that's part I hate the most, to be honest. Oh, okay. I liked all that. I didn't like the narrative of Mulan at all. Yeah, Mulan and uh, Li Shang, I did not enjoy like their mar- like marital problems and stuff like that. It was a little bit like forced to me, mm-hmm. um, but I enjoyed all the surrounding cast and the songs. I mean, we will get to that. Well, actually, we won't get to that. <laughs> yeah, we will not get to no that. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I mean, if we're we not going to spend If we do like end up covering hour. any of the Disney movies, since they are technically musicals, they're not like Broadway musicals. But if we decide to go like a little bit rogue and cover anything that has songs in it, we can talk about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, let us know, by the way, if that's something you would like us to do. Yeah, maybe we can do like a special episode or something. Yes, definitely. So yeah, uh, I feel like we will have a treat for with this one because both of us have so much familiarity with the Disney franchise. And I think this is uh, like one of the movies that we grew up on and like Frozen, which came out when we were like already teenagers. So after like the nostalgic point in our lives, I'm assuming. So uh, yeah, this will be a very interesting ride. So hop on and let's get into it. So um, we open with an overture. I don't really have anything to say about the overture. There's no singing in it. Exactly. So I just, I just want to say I really like the jazziness of it. So obviously there's nothing going on in there, but it's a good overture in my opinion. And I just wanted to say it. I'm guessing you don't have anything to say about the overture, so we can go right away to Arabian Night. Yep. So Arabian Night, not much happens here either, to be honest. So the genie gives. A bit of a background lore introducing Agrabah, the lamp, the theme of the story with um, essentially like appearances can be deceiving. It's what's on the inside that counts. And he introduces like Aladdin, Jasmine, the conflicts, 
um, you know, that she's willing to abdicate a throne for true love, but her father refuses. So I did say to Jeannie, in the movie, uh, the person who voices the merchant, which um, sings Arabianite, uh, is Robin Williams. And they kept the same exact setting for the musical. And I believe they did the exact same thing for the 2019 movie, but I'm not too sure. Um, so I like that they did that. So in terms of the song itself, I think Arabianite is like such a perfect opening song. It has like everything you need to know so it has the lore it has like background and exposition it has like the really right vibes for the setting with the music because like just by the background music I can tell like oh you know this is taking place in the middle east or somewhere like in either middle east or maybe southeast asia or something along those lines um so they did a really good job kind of giving you the environment there it's at um, it's also like super dynamic acting and the characters um, are really, really well done here. Um, and another thing, I just had to compare it to Frozen, I'm sorry. Um, so unlike some Disney musicals, <coughs> Frozen, this one kept its iconic opening number. I'm not sure if you remember, but the fact that they took away Frozen Heart for, as the opening song for the Frozen musical pissed me off so much because I love Frozen Heart. And I really, really like Arabian Night uh, as well. So I'm really, really happy that they kept it. And I don't know, I really like in terms of like what you see on stage that the actor pulls out like a very touristy gift. So he pulls out like the Statue of Liberty. Um, the one we watched, by the way, was the original Broadway version. I think we watched like a 2014 recording or whatever. Um, and then he after that pulls the lamp like in the movie, but he changes like the thing that he pulled before to match you know, the setting um, of it being in New York. And I thought it was really cute. I think this is like pandering made right. And they'll have some pandering made wrong a little bit later on, in my opinion. And in terms of, you know, everything else, the dancing in this number is really, really cool. I really like the idea of like belly dancing um, because I associate it so strongly with like Arab culture and it fits the song really well. And I also really like all the cultural references to like hummus and stuff like that. And I really like how colorful the outfits and the background is. Um, in general, I think like the set design is really, really strong here. Um, so yeah, I actually really, really like this number. What do you think? Me too. I think it's a really, really good opening number. Mm. I love when musical opens with something that's like, hey, here's um, the tale I'm going to tell you, like, be ready for the story. And can they kind of like slowly introduce like what's going on? So I know you hate it, but like in Sweeney Todd too, their <laughs> opening number I thought was so brilliant. Too, I agree because, with you. I, yeah, right? I love this, the music in Sweeney Todd. I dislike Good. the narrative because it scares me. Um, <laughs> but the music I think was very strong. That's why I gave it like as high as I did. Um, I am surprised you mentioned Sunny Todd, by the way, because I, I think what you disliked about it was the music. I'm not talking about the music in particular, but like how its opening number was also very similar in the style where it kind of tells you on like, here's the story oh, the that we're going to tell. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. And true. I like that part. And I like whenever a musical does that because yes. it's like right away, 
you kind of know what to expect. And to be honest, I feel like if you go into the theater to watch Aladdin musical, then you'll mm-hmm. probably already have a good idea of like what the story is or like how the story is going to go. Probably. But nevertheless, like it gives you a very good perspective and to mm-hmm. understand like what is about to happen. And I love how they have the genie in the musical to be that person to tell you the whole story because it kind of, in my head, it echoes the fact that he was eventually freed and then he was able to kind of remain friends with uh, Aladdin and Jasmine. So like he'll be the perfect person to tell the story kind of. So I you really do see like him in the sequels. So Sorry? definitely he remains, you do see him in the sequels. So he definitely remains friends. Okay. Okay. I mean, I didn't watch the sequel, but okay. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other comment I want to make about the song is, although I didn't watch the 2019 version, mm-hmm. I have seen um, some comments online saying that the 2019 version is much more authentic with the uh, Arabian sound and the uh, Arabian instruments. I'm music surprised in, to hear that. In the background. The reason I'm that- surprised mm-hmm. to hear that is because, again, I didn't watch the movie, but in terms of like, you know, the actors they got and a lot of the clothing, it seems that they kind of changed the setting of Agrabah from, you know, Middle East to India. Um, so oh. the actor they got to play Aladdin is from Toronto. He studied at TFT. Um, and I believe he's Indian Canadian and not Arab. Um, and that, that was something of a complaint that I actually heard about the movie. The fact that they're like changing, you know, the race and the origin of the story to, I don't know, for some unknown reason, um, they could have really like taken the opportunity to, um, you know, make, like um, American Arabs shine a lot more um, and make it more authentic to what it is. But again, I didn't watch the movie. I may be wrong, but that's that's definitely something I heard and something I noticed. Maybe the casting and the the fact that they make some changes in terms of the instruments and the music are mm-hmm. two separate teams or or Could like be. yeah or like different directors, different decisions, that sort of stuff. But from what I've seen, I'm definitely going to mispronounce this but I read this comment on YouTube and I'm gonna read it mm-hmm. and it is saying that the instrumentals in about maybe 45 seconds onwards is something called Mahkan he oh my god I can't I can pronounce this but it is a <laughs> it is an Arabian music nice. and apparently they also changed the lyrics in the beginning too so a lot of people think that it is more authentic in that way because the original 1992 version probably lacks that or like it has some what they called the racist version. I'm not sure how or why. Oh, that- um, I, I read about it. So oh, they actually really? changed it right after. So the original oh, okay. release of Aladdin has this lyric, but then they put a voice over it afterwards. I believe it's uh, when they cut where they cut off your ear. And something like that. It's barbaric, but hates home. Oh. And then uh, they change to where it's hot and intense. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, I see. so they changed it in the musical as well, uh-huh. and um, they changed it after the initial release of the of the movie. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I just thought it was like an interesting. I don't know mini history <laughs> on yes. like how the song progresses over time. So I just want to throw in there. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think it's cool. And I, uh, I think it's really good that they listened for once to, you know, the criticism of, you know, who it's based on. Yeah. And they took actions to correct it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So overall, I think it's a very, very strong opening number. And I'm glad they kept it <coughs> frozen. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
So after this, we have one jump ahead. So Aladdin is kicked out of a shop after trying to steal from it. Um, the shop owner insults Aladdin, calling him a street rat. Here I had a guess, which turned out to be wrong, but I thought like, oh, you know, this harkens back to the movie. It's something that is thrown his way. And I thought because they call him street rat in here, they're going to leave Prince Abdullah out of it. Um, because if I'm not mistaken in the movie, Prince Abdullah calls him a street rat. So I thought they would do that. They did not do that. So yeah, wrong guess for me. <laughs> but <laughs> three of Aladdin's friends, um, Babkak, Omar, and Kasim, set up and um, defend him. And they batter banter among themselves and seem to like justify their thievery by needing something to eat um, and kind of like general Robin Hood attitude and logic. So they steal from the market and the guards spot them, chase after them, and then the friends kind of like disperse, leaving Aladdin to sing about his predicament. I think it's important that we note um, that Abu was changed. Yes. So, friends. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, let's, let's make, that, <laughs> make that clear now. So the reason, okay, so I noticed that too. So the three friends, um, I guess, are the new Abu. Um, and also, I'm not sure if you noticed it later on, there is no Raja. So yeah, I'm guessing so the sad. handmaidens are I know, I know. instead of Raja. And I think it's kind of clever because I don't think Abu and Raja would have worked on stage. Maybe Raja would because he has a very small role. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do much. He doesn't have all that much personality necessarily. But Abu definitely would not have worked. But I actually have complaints about the friends. So I think exchanging Abu to, for the friends is a smart idea. I also really like that they kind of like try to develop the friends a little bit. So every single one of the friends has distinct personality. Um, like one of them likes to eat, one of them like is a dancer and he likes to like shine and the other one is a little bit of a coward. Um, so I think they definitely make them their own persons and own people and that was good. But the way that this changes Aladdin personality, I did not like. So Aladdin kind of like, I don't know, he kind of is a very milk toast version of who he is in the Disney movie. So in the Disney movie, he's like very sassy. Um, he's kind of like, you know, more rough, kind of, I think it befits, you know, the rough life that he has, and he's more hardened. And in here, he's very much like a good boy. Um, he's like the innocent Disney ingenue and it doesn't really take into account you know the fact that he has to steal for a living and he has to stand up for like bullies and you know the police and stuff like that and I dislike the kind of like I don't know blemish removal that they do to him because I think the blemishes is what make him a lot more interesting a diamond in the rough right the rough part is really really important and here they just make him kind of much more of a blah character than he was in the movie and I dislike that and I think a lot of it is because of the juxtaposition between him and his friends so like the friends are you know more amoral or or morally gray I guess than him and like that makes him seem like he's a lot nicer so um the fact that like Aladdin gives away the bread that he managed to steal it's something that he does on the regular we see that in a movie and it kind of happens here as well but it also um and he also like gets riled up on the beggar's behalf but you know he's very cheeky as a person and he also like has a lot of like blemishes besides you know the fact that he has a lie reveal narrative that is not shown here so it's a small thing it's not something that ruins the entire like narrative or story for me but it's something that I definitely notice and I think it's a shame 
Yeah, and what you said about like Aladdin's character, I definitely agree. I think it makes him very blunt, even though like they give him a new song, which adds more depth into his character. Yes, and I like the song too, but it just in general it changes. <laughs> it definitely changes the dynamics and in, in the tone of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, in terms of One Jump Ahead, I think it's very faithful to the original Disney movie, down to like the costumes and the scenery and the cast pick. I feel like the cast, like do you, the the woman who says still, I think he's rather tasty. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think she like matches pretty closely to the like cartoon, the animated version of her. I thought it was really cute. They sound similar to their like uh, animated counterparts. And I thought it was really, really nice. The set design is beautiful in here I think it's most noticeable when like obviously we have a whole new world with a magic carpet ride and also when we see the cave of wonders mm-hmm. but you get to see in the market how beautiful and vivid the set is how nice the costumes are and the dancing from everybody impeccable so I really really like all the setting um, that you do around the characters and I think the cast itself amazing pick I really really like Aladdin's voice in particular he has a beautiful voice so I, I rate that very highly. Yeah, I like the song too. And the set design, like you said, it's amazing. I like whenever there is a lot of things happening on the stage. So it's like technically it's supposed to be disorganized, but then the set setting is presented in a way that you can see how everything is happening and everything's so smooth. And obviously mm-hmm. like the, um, the props they're using, the costumes, the colors even it was just everything was just so pleasant visually mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> so really huge props to I don't know whoever is the art director of this it's you did a really good job I really mm-hmm. enjoy it mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the cast I was looking at it a little bit um so the guy who did the original Broadway cast uh what's his name I believe it was Adam Jacobs mm-hmm. so his sister actually ended up playing Prince Jasmine in the other version. So, um, no way. yeah, so obviously they can't play the <laughs> Aladdin and Prince Jasmine at the same time. But I thought it was really cute. It's kind of like, you know, uh, passing on the baton, um, which is like adorable. It's like in the family. Yeah, I thought it was really, really cute. And it, he did an amazing, amazing job. I, I definitely rate his um, performance very, very highly. But yeah, did you? What did you think about his kind of portrayal as Aladdin? I think he did a good job. What I have problem with the casting is Jasmine. Jasmine, so, yeah. yeah. I thought Jasmine was not as strong as Aladdin for sure. She, Her vocal is obviously still nice, but I don't think it's the strongest. And the two of them, they didn't really have a lot of chemistry together, I feel like. So when you see the cartoon version of Jasmine, she is a much more... Um, gentle and wise sort of but in the musical she's like much more not likable I feel like mm, I she's feel that like okay a person like screaming like I need to get out I don't want to be a princess anymore and like the way that she delivers it it's very different from the mm. um, animated movie and then mm-hmm. the song that they give her is also not something to my taste I feel like it's just okay. not something I like very much okay. and I feel like it's boring and unnecessary mm-hmm. so her character in the musical version I feel like is pretty bland I didn't quite enjoy it as much mm-hmm. as I enjoy the um Aladdin character mm-hmm. and obviously like out of the streaming cast Genie definitely stands out the most for me 
I think Aladdin still did a really good job, though. It's just you know,、mm-hmm. <laughs> it's overshadowed by a genius performance in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. for me,、um, Aladdin. I think out of the main cast, did the best. But I like Princess Jasmine fine. I actually prefer her characterization to Aladdin's because I I already complained enough about you know the fact that they kind of like made him blemish free and make him very milk toast.、Um, and I do like that they made her more. They did it in a Disney version, from what I've heard too. But like, they put in a little addendum of not just like I want to marry for love, but I also want to be equal to my partner. But they didn't make too big of a deal of it. Yeah. Um. So I like that. Like, it was just a natural thing to have there. Um. It's like, oh, of course I'm going to be equal to him. Um. So I did like that. So I I think I have the exact flipped <laughs> opinion of you, and it's probably very complimentary. But yeah, I I think I'm I'm rating the actor who played Aladdin here very high. I enjoyed his performance a lot. I believe he also played in Lion King, by the way. And where we know the sister from is in the Heights. She played Nina. Um, all right. So after this, we have the reprise of One Jump Ahead and、um, Proud of Your Boy. So as you mentioned, Proud of Your Boy is the new solo they've given him, and I think it was very necessary because except for One Jump Ahead, Aladdin doesn't really have an I Want song or something that kind of like is soul revealing from him, and they fix that here. So、um, as I mentioned before, I was wrong about them not including Prince Abdullah. They do.、Um, so、um, he appears and he calls Aladdin a street rat. And I was thinking maybe it's going to be a bigger deal here than in the movie. You know, the fact that he's not feeling as secure about who he is, and they made a very big deal of it in the movie. It was like, oh, maybe here it's going to be even bigger deal.、Um, they're really going to go ham with like appearances and not everything.、Mm-hmm. I was wrong, <laughs> and I will talk about it like in、uh, for the proud of your boy number actually. So、um, we find out. That Aladdin is an orphan, and I think, as I mentioned, it's such a human humanizing moment for Aladdin, and sets up like his insecurities and goals really well. So, in terms of the song, they seem to make him a bit of a mama's boy, which is unnecessary. But I personally really like mama boys, so I don't mind. The complaint that I have here is that he has a pretty good outlook into life here. So he acknowledges that he wasn't born perfect,、um, but he tries his best, and he'll do you know what he can in order to succeed and in order to be a good person. And I think it makes it interesting because Aladdin's primary struggle is to accept himself despite his background in the original story. And based on the song, it doesn't seem like it's much of a struggle for him. He still understands that he's not going to be perfect and he's never going to be perfect. But the the thing that matters is him doing his best. So I feel like it's kind of shattering the entire struggle, internal struggle that he has. So that's a little bit of a disappointment in terms of like a character moment for him. For me, at least, I'm sure you will think differently because you did mention that you like this song quite a bit.、Um, so, I feel like because of this song, the whole being a prince aspect centers Jasmine only, and obviously it does center Jasmine in the movie as well. But it's also about him being insecure in who he is and feeling like he isn't good enough. And I don't think that comes across as much here.、Um, but overall, I think it's a really good aria.、Um, it's a nice song. Which、um, he really doesn't get in the original movie. All he gets is like the most soul-bearing thing he has is the reprise of One Jump Ahead,、uh, which I like a lot, by the way.、Um, so I'm glad they included it here. 
Um, and again, Aladdin has an absolutely beautiful voice. In terms of the newer songs, I think it's one of the more forgettable numbers, but it's still very beautiful. When I say forgettable for this musical, I actually like almost every single new original song they included. And I think the vibe of it is very good. I can just put in the background and I would be very satisfied. So when I say it's forgettable, I still mean it's very, very enjoyable, but it's not um, as much of a high, like, um, point for me as the next song, for example. Um, so yeah, what do you think about this one? I think exactly the opposite of you, to be honest. Well, not exactly <laughs> the opposite, but like, I didn't think too much about these palace walls, which is the next song. But I think Proud of Your Boy is a really beautiful song. Like to me, adds so much depth into Aladdin's character. Mm-hmm. And how the song got cut from the original film and in the 2019 version is just beyond me. Like, <laughs> yeah, like... For me, the song is about like wanting to become a better person and then like quit stealing and kind of lousing around. And for me, it is a powerful moment for him to kind of have that self-reflection mm-hmm. moment and to think about like who he really is. And to me, this kind of paved the way to him eventually decides to be honest with Jasmine and be like, I can't pretend to be someone who I'm not. Uh-huh. So it paved the road to leading to that realization moment and be like this is who I am and this is how I am this is the person I am so for me this is a important number to include because of that but that's an issue that's an issue because he's already having this like realization which he should be having at the end of the movie he's like oh you know I'm not perfect but I want people to be like my parents to be proud of me so I will work hard towards being becoming the person who you can be proud of so understanding that it's coming from a hard work and not just from like a magic trick or like a genie's wish that was the entire arc that he has and putting the so early on in a movie like doesn't make any sense considering everything he's going to go through like I understand it's 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 nice I understand completely about that and I think it's a good number for him if they put it in the end it would make sense I don't think so because like I think knowing something is one thing like deciding to not steal anymore is one thing but then can you accept who you really are is the other so like when you put it that way, it's like maybe for Aladdin at this point in the story, he thinks like the way that he can, or his parents, or his mom in this case, can be proud of him is that he can become somebody who's successful. And that doesn't necessarily mean that staying true to herself. So like when he becomes a prince, like with all the money, with all the wealth, the power and everything, like maybe in his mind, he'd be like, oh, this means I'm, I'm successful enough. So like the loved ones around me can be proud of me but then later on he realized it's not that and then nothing is worth being proud of if you're not staying true to yourself so that makes at least in my opinion makes that realization moment at the end of the story even more powerful because now he realizes that again and it's not just because like having one song and be like oh yeah now I need to become a better person that means that he is going to be perfect from this point onwards um because like I think becoming a better person is a continuous thing that Mm -hmm. just needs to happen constantly in your life like from one stage to the other the definition of better is always changing so maybe in this case at this point in the story 
better person means that you're not stealing anymore. And technically, when he becomes a prince, he didn't steal that, right? <laughs> he got it from the、like, genius wish. So maybe to him, this is already better because he didn't steal anything. He didn't. But he doesn't mention it. He doesn't mention stealing here. But it's right after he stole something.、So、no, that's、like、true. That's true. But that's like just the status quo of who he is, like what how he's going about in life. But like in the lyrics, all the stuff that he mentioned are like qualities that are not related to you know stealing things. It's like oh you know I'm not going to be a goof off. I'm not going to be like a、uh, like um a louse or a loafer. I'm going to be somebody who works hard to get the things that they want. And I think like obviously having that kind of realization is really important. Um and I. I do see where you're coming from,、mm-hmm. and I think that could absolutely work and be a good addition if the lyrics weren't what they are. So, like, I think it's it's a good idea to show, you know, oh, you know, I have reservation, but in order to make authentic, true change, it's very difficult, and you're going to falter a lot of time, and it's a really important lesson to actually teach young kids. But I don't think this is shown here or spoken here. Um, so obviously, after this, he does like try and you know find different narratives to stealing、um, and encourage his friends to not do that. But he always had reservations towards stealing, so we don't really see a lot of change in him in in terms of that. So I feel like the song as it is, it would work better if it were in the end.、Um, but if they change the lyrics to communicate something like you're saying, I think it would be a really strong moment. But I just don't see it here. I don't know. For me, I think it's implied, obvious enough、mm-hmm. to say that it was about the lifestyle he used to have, and it is about the lifestyle he、yeah. used to have. But it's also about how, like, his personality. It's not just the lifestyle. It's about who he thinks of himself as a person, and the fact that he's willing to commit to work really hard to change who he is as a person. That I think is the lesson that he had to learn during like the entire genie adventure that he had. Yeah, but does that make the the change like even more meaningful? No, it makes it less meaningful because he doesn't have to learn a story, like learn the lesson anymore. He already knew the lesson, and I think it makes him less. I think knowing、character. something versus doing something. But he was、different. already implementing it before he met the genie. So he tried to make his friends not steal, for example. Yeah, but for me, that it's like, you know, like. Yes, you can try to become a better person in your current situation, but when there is a temptation, which is genie in this case, then is easily fall back into that I can just get whatever I want, or like the success comes easily, and then it's like after be like, no, this is not who I am. This is not who I truly am.、And、then he realizes that it's much more important that he stays true to himself. So that's how I see it. And I think like you do have a point in terms of that, and I feel like in a very typical、um, Disney story arc, that would probably make sense that if they move the song towards the end of the story.、Mm-hmm. But just for me, like I think it's nice that I have the arrangement because knowing something and trying to like make the changes in your daily life, like sure, it's is good. It's probably possible, but like when there is something else that comes into your life. Then maybe not so much. Like, how do you know? Like, if after one month starving on the street, is he not going back to the way he was before? Though we didn't have the chance to see that because Genie very quickly came into his life, right? And he、yeah. quickly falls back into that. So I think so, the issue with、mm-hmm. the way we view it, or I wouldn't say it's an issue,、okay. but the, the different way of like viewing it is, I think you connect it more to his life as a thief,
And I think he's talking about his life in a sweeping motion. So the entirety of his life, not just the thievery part. Um, So I think if you come from the point of view of he's talking about his life as a thief and that's the kind of struggle that he has, he wants to be a more, you know, straight, honest man, then the kind of arc that he goes through makes more sense, including the song. But if you're thinking about it as a whole characterization, I think it falls a little bit flat. I still think it's a very good song and I enjoyed it, but I just, I think they could have done more to make it flow narratively. So yeah, I like that we have different opinions here because I think it shows that the show is not just like a copy paste, um, <laughs> not just a remake. And I think they do improve prove or at least change sufficiently from the source material without making it a worse version of itself um and i think it also helps you see the characters in a new light whether it's good or bad um which is also also good all right so here we're going to another contentious song so um we cut to the palace where we see yago and jafar so Yago tells Jafar, um, oh, speaking of animals, by the way, who were converted to humans, Yago is no longer a little parrot. Yeah. He is now a human. <laughs> um, and he tells Jafar about Jasmine's new suitor and they kind of like devise a plan on how to make Jasmine reject him. So they didn't really have to worry about that because she rejects him herself anyway. Um, and then Jasmine enters to talk to the Sultan about um, what happened. And we find out that she just wanted a reasonable share of the marital obligations. And Prince Abdullah refuses to do that. So Jasmine doesn't want to marry at all if it isn't for love and has no issue running the kingdom herself. And um if there is no one who suits her needs, that's fine. She can do it all by herself. So it's also difficult for her because she has to marry a prince or someone who's of royal blood. And she rejected kind of like the majority of those already. And the Sultan resolves to choose a husband for her if she doesn't do it herself. So she storms out and goes to her room and complains about being confined to the palace with her handmaids. Um, so yeah, the reason why I like it, it's not like as deep, I think, as why I'm not as big of a fan of Proud of Your Boy. So it might not be as contentious as the previous one after all. I just really like the vibe. <laughs> so um, I get like intense Barbie vibes from this, like probably Rapunzel, um, which is a huge compliment of the highest order in my opinion, because I really, really like the Barbie movies and especially Barbie the Princess and the Popper. It's not quite at the caliber of Barbie the Princess and the Popper. So it is, but it is in the A range instead of the S range. So A range is Rapunzel, in my opinion. Um, so I just really, really like this voice and her voice in here, especially towards the end, the very, very last line of it where she sings together with her handmaids just sounds heavenly. She does start a little bit rough with the song, in my opinion, but she still sounds amazing and very good. Um, just Aladdin gives such an amazing performance in my opinion that he overshadows her a little bit. I think the song is really boring because mm-hmm. it's like all the other really typical princess songs mm-hmm. about like, oh, I want to fly over the wall. Like I want to go out <laughs> and experience the world, that sort of thing. So uh-huh. to me, narratively, it's not that deep. It's not that meaningful. It's pretty stereotypical princess um struggle or princess Mm -hmm. challenge Mm -hmm. um so I'm like okay 
I mean, I can see why they decided to give her a solo here. And uh, the lyrics make sense uh, considering her situation. But mm-hmm. it just in general, I feel very distant or like I feel very um, neutral mm. towards those princess struggles or like the, oh my God, I'm always living in the castle. I want to go out, that sort of feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> all right, good for you. Uh- um Cannot relate is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, exactly. I just thought it was a boring struggle. <laughs> That's did you like it musically, like how it sounded? No. So okay. <laughs> musically, I mean, it's not like I hate it. I have to make that clear. Like it's an okay song by itself. Um, vocal, I thought it was a little bit weak, mm-hmm. except for the end. So I agree with you. I think yes. towards the end it was really good, but yes. for maybe two third of the songs, it was, eh. It was okay for me. And musically, it's just nothing too special. It's very typical. And I can drop the song into like another Princess Disney movie and I mm. wouldn't feel weird. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So with that. that's just how I don't know. It just doesn't, it's just not that special to me and mm. it didn't stand out. Did you grow up on the Barbie movies? No. Okay. I wonder if somebody who did grow up on the Barbie movies and picked up on the same thing um, as I did of it sounding very Barbie-esque um, and if they have maybe a different approach to the song. Because I feel like if I didn't have the kind of preconception of, you know, where it could fit, I would probably have a more neutral opinion of the song as well. Okay. Um, but I just loved it musically because I could see it slotting okay. right into that. I think maybe because I didn't grow up with Barbies and I always kind of feel very okay with Barbies. It's not mm-hmm. like something I am like, oh my God, Barbies. I'm just not type, <laughs> not that type of girl, I feel like. Mm. And because I do have brothers in the family so I always grew up like watching more or like playing more something that's more towards like I don't know oh my god it's gonna sound sexist but like the why not both I also have an older (laughs) brother and I grew up definitely doing both yeah I don't know like I have two brothers though maybe that's what makes that's true that's true but one of them is younger than you yeah yeah but we also watch like even with like anime for example we watch like the shonen manga so like Naruto dude I grew up on Pokemon so much for my six uh, birthday party for kindergarten uh-huh. I had the cutest cutest Pokemon dress um, I had two actually one in red and one in, in uh, black and one of them had Togepi which was my favorite with Jigglypuff at the time um, all the girly Pokemons right and the other one had Pikachus and I love these dresses so much <laughs> okay um, okay then I don't know like maybe I'm just not that girly <laughs> I think that's what that's I was it. trying to say I think that's probably it's like you steer very hard to tomboy and there is no duality of tomboy and like girliness yeah okay that makes sense right okay I am not sure if I'm pronouncing actually the first guy's name correctly but the next song is Babkak, Omar, Aladdin, and Kasim. so um Jafar and Iago are at their secret dungeon trying to like figure out an evil plan on how to get into power and come across the tale about the genie and the wish granting lamp hoping it would kind of like grant all their ambitions this is by the way uh different than the movie so in the movie after kind of like hearing about the merchant and kind of like him introducing us to the setting and the story the first person we see is Jafar and him trying to get the lamp already. So we don't get to see how he came across the knowledge of what the lamp does and how, like, how to get it. So it, it was interesting that they decided to do that. 
So um, the magical book they consult tells them how to get the lamp and um, the cave of wonder is where it resides and who can retrieve the lamp, which is Aladdin. So um, the only diamond in the rough thing is something that I actually really like because it's essentially a chosen one narrative, which I love. I really like fantasy books and chosen one narratives appear all over fantasy books. So even though it didn't originate from the musical, but from the movie, it actually has zero bearing on the plot after Aladdin gets the lamp. So I don't know if that was the wisest thing to do, but um, I wish they didn't drop it. Maybe they could have thought of creatively doing something with it um, that would have influenced the plot and include a chosen one narrative throughout it. So yeah, I think this is another moment where it's really, really cool to, to talk about like the special effects here. So um, one of the really, really nice special effects is seeing like Aladdin in the mist where um, they reveal who the diamond in the rough is. Um, and it's very, very well done and very convincing. And um, yeah, so after this moment, we cut back to Aladdin. And this is kind of like what we're talking about in length about the stealing. So Aladdin convinces his friends to busk for some money instead of like stealing things. So, yeah, as I mentioned, I'm not the biggest fan of this change for Aladdin. Personally, it gives me like pick yourself by the bootstrap energy rather than just like highlighting the systemic issues within the society he lives in. Um, but I do appreciate that like they do include the friends, as I mentioned before. So Jasmine escapes the palace and kind of like comes to the market and sees Aladdin perform. And Aladdin notices her too straight away and they like each other instantly. So, what do you think about? The song Bubcuck, Omar, Aladdin, and Kasim. So the song itself, it's okay. I like the three friends. They're very likable and talented, and they're just kind of fun to watch, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like I don't really have too much to say. Honestly, the one comment I really want to make for this part mm-hmm. is how Aladdin and Jasmine meet. Like they're dancing in the musical version, but like in the original film version, um, I think Jasmine like gave a a kid an apple or something but she, she still didn't does know that. yeah she but didn't it's know um, yeah. how to pay or like yes. she didn't know that she has to pay so like <laughs> aladdin kind of jumps in and then save her from there and they have like actually they're so brilliant together because they they know exactly what to do mm-hmm. even though they have no idea who the other person is mm-hmm. but they be, they were able to kind of pull up the act so that was really interesting Yes. Yeah. So I like how they have that interaction um, from the beginning, like from the moment that they meet. And that's what I like about it. And obviously the next scene, which is the the scene on the rooftop, is also really probably the best part, I think, um, of their interaction with each other. Mm -hmm. I think it was really great that how like Jasmine kind of demonstrated that she was okay on her own. She was like empowered and um, she's like independent in a way. And then Aladdin found that attractive. Like he was attracted to her because of that. And I like that arrangement. But it's Mm -hmm. just in the musical version that was taken out, which is pretty unfortunate, I think. Um, so I mean it wasn't taken out, it just moved. So instead of like it being after the market, sorry, instead of like the market and you know, them Aladdin trying to help her with the apple and like, you know, them trying to stage a whole reason why her stealing the apple is not really her fault. Um, that came after they just predicated it with like them seeing each other dance and getting like instantly attracted to each other I also noted noted that in the beginning and then I erased it to be honest from my notes because 
after watching the movie again, the thing that he mentioned that he loves about Jasmine initially are kind of superficial a little bit. Um, he mentions like how beautiful her eyes are and how nice her hair is. Um, and I think that that doesn't take away from like the musical doesn't take away from that either I think it's relatively similar they just give them more interactions I do like you know the dynamics they have as well um and I really really liked it in the original and the fact that they didn't take it away kind of like made it a little bit of a softer um place for me to land um so to say in here because they didn't take something that I like they just added to it a little bit but I I get that uh that's something that you would definitely notice as well because I did too and in terms of the song, so I think the song has like a really big dance break. Did you did you like the dance break? Yeah, but I think like they have a lot of dancing pieces in this musical. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, it's not the most impressive dance break yet. Mm. So Ooh, OK, yeah. I'm curious to hear about that then. I like the song fine. I think like out of the original songs, I like the vibe of it more than I even like Proud of Your Boy, which I like. I don't want to say I'm slandering it in any way. Uh is Proud of Your Boy, by the way, your favorite original one? I have to leave that till the end. So we'll talk about that. Oh, okay, okay. So I feel like for this one, maybe we should have a favorite original one and a favorite all the like all time from the entire discography, which can be original or non-original. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll definitely be curious. So yeah, I think it's a it's a pretty good song. I enjoy the dance break. I enjoy all the dance breaks, as I mentioned countless of times. I'm very easily impressed by dancing numbers, and I'm very easily impressed by like good set design, which and costuming, which they have here. Um, so I think it's a it's a fine number, um, and I do agree with you that it is very like noticeable if you're a big fan of the movie. Um, the change they made about like how they meet originally. Um, so now we get to your favorite part, I think, uh, which is a million miles away. So we get to see a little bit more of Aladdin and Jasmine's interactions. So um, Aladdin goes to talk to Jasmine immediately after the number is done. And he notices straight away she's probably more affluent based um, on her like her clothing and kind of like offers to show her around because she's obviously a foreigner. She doesn't know what she's doing. Jasmine takes up like an apple from one of the market vendors and doesn't realize she has to pay for it. Um, and they run away from the guard trying to like catch them for the theft they committed. So Aladdin brings her to his hideout and Jasmine opens up about why she ran away and they bond over their shared discontent with their lives. So yeah, I feel like you probably have a lot to say about it. So why won't you go ahead first? Why do you think that? <laughs> because I feel like you have strong emotions regarding like their dynamic. Oh, um, okay. I was just gonna comment and say <laughs> maybe that, not. No, maybe don't put wrong. me on the spot, Becky. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I can go first. No, it's okay. I was just gonna say that I I really like the song. I think it's such a good song. It's mm-hmm. really a beautiful song. I just love the idea of like Aladdin and Jasmine trying to sell a ship, mm-hmm. uh, a ship, and due to their extreme living in the middle of the desert kind of situation. <laughs> so I thought it was really interesting. And when we talk about your favorite. Um, of the original songs like this has to be my favorite original songs um Mm -hmm. I really think it's one of the best songs best new songs in the show yes it's really good I kind of wish that it included a song in the live action film I don't know if it's included I don't think so but you can correct me you guys can correct me if if I'm wrong Mm -hmm. um but for me I think I prefer this over a whole new world because you prefer this over a whole new world yeah 
I okay. do. I am. My ears are perked. I'm really interested in listening to hearing. Why? Because this music uh, is like so um, personal. Like some people can like a song and for no reason. I think. Oh no 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 no! I agree. I agree. I'm just interested to hear like why. So you don't have a reason. Like that's that's. I think it's just okay. First, I think the whole new world is like really overplayed. <laughs> so it's just I li- I can't listen to this Spoiler whenever alert, I go. It's my favorite. Overall. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I can see why people have it as their favorite because mm-hmm. it's very iconic and mm-hmm. it's a classic song and it's not saying that I don't like this song I just like this even more and I That's think fair. it's probably because I never heard a song before um before I watched the musical uh, version it's the novelty yeah it's new <laughs> it's fresh it's like interesting to listen to I think the reason why they are able to bond was convincing enough for me so all in all, like, I like the song. I think it's a very beautiful song to include in the musical version. And I'm glad that they included it um, because otherwise, I think in the original film, like, they didn't really have a more of a, like, a bonding moment. So I think, like, inserting a song here makes perfect sense. And yes. this is just me. So again, I don't hate A Whole New World. I just think that this is also a very beautiful song and it's, you know, new. <laughs> so it's interesting to listen to. I see. Okay, I I can relate because I feel like this is probably how I think about Proud of Your Boy. I don't hate it, but um, you know, I like other songs better. Um, so I have to agree in terms of like the fact that it's a really beautiful song. Um, so like you, I really like the dyna- the dynamic they have before here um, of how they meet in a movie. But I think they capture it really, really well here, even though they do it slightly differently, especially in you know the dialogue they have leading up to a million miles away I genuinely think that they they can relate to each other and they have a lot in common and their personalities mesh really well so I really enjoyed seeing it it felt like a very cute moment it was really heartwarming to see so um they sound really incredible together and I do like that they have another duet in addition to a whole new world um I don't like it more than a whole new world but I think it's a very very good song so Something that I noticed about Disney in general, they don't have a whole lot of duets, um, which makes me like very stumped every time I want to sing something with somebody, um, especially my sister. So it's pretty much like a whole new world. Love is an open door and um, there's something there and they don't have a whole lot of other duets besides this one so I'm glad there is another one we can add to the catalog Um, and also I like that they don't have an excessive amount of duets like freaking like in the heights where they had like four or five duets which absolutely crazy um and this one is very tasteful really well done you can feel the emotions really well I genuinely think that the actors sold it and I am a sucker for Aladdin's voice <laughs> as I think I made very clear throughout this entire episode so far but um I think he also sounds very very good with Jasmine um mm. so it's a big thumbs up from me um for this one all right so the next one is diamond in the rough so the guards are getting close and aladdin says um the incoming line do you trust me then jump to jasmine um which of course is really famous i feel like it's very quotable it also gives me like a you jump i jump jack moment you know from titanic <laughs> jack and rose yeah yes exactly um i was like oh i think titanic was after this was it not i wonder if some theft occurred 
Um, so yeah, so this is definitely a very quotable, very famous line. I'm glad they included it. So the guards still catch them after this, uh, forcing Jasmine to reveal she's the princess to avoid punishment. And she returns to the palace and Jafar takes the opportunity to save Aladdin from punishment and make him retrieve the lamp for him in return. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll give my thoughts about this. So Yago isn't funny here. He really isn't. And I really like Yago in the original. I thought Yago was super funny in the original. And yeah, it's so because, loud. Yeah. It's just really noisy. Yeah. And he's not, his jokes don't land. <laughs> I don't know. Something about him is off. So I liked Yago a lot in the original one. And it just didn't work for me here. Um, but Jafar's voice. Can we talk about that? Jafar's voice is so nice. Um, it's just so deep. And you don't hear it very often nowadays. Like, I feel like right now what you hear is like a higher register tenor. Um, so like, you know, all the ingenues, but you don't get like a nice deep bar- baritone and Jafar's voice sounds incredible. And of course, the cave of wonder effect is great. Um, in terms of the song itself, I don't think too, too much of it. I don't think it's super memorable, um, but just Jafar's voice stands out to me from the entire thing. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think he has really nice vocals. I honestly think it's a pretty good song for the villain. It's very catchy and mm. its melody sounds really nice. But other than that, I don't really have much to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's a very typical villain song. You know yeah. what I mean? It just like kind of reminds me of um Be Prepared in Lion King. That's our oh. vibe. And that's it. <laughs> that's that's high order compliment, I think. <laughs> Did you know he's the original Jafar, by the way? From the movie what i did not yeah. know that yeah i was shook i was like you had this voice in your reservoir and you didn't use him except for a reprise of prince ali disney <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i i'm in love with this man's voice it's so good yeah. so um the next one is probably one of the biggest numbers in the entirety of the musical and it's friends like me um so aladdin goes to the cave of wonders to grab a lamp for jafar and he finds the lamp but get distracted by jewelry that would fit jasmine another change from the movie by the way so in the movie the reason why you know the entire cave collapses is not because of Al- aladdin's like distractibility it's because of a boot who obviously doesn't accompany him to the Cave of Wonders. And I think that's probably says a lot about his character here, but okay. So um, once he touches the jewels, the cave collapses and traps Aladdin inside. And um, after that happened, he accidentally like rubs the lamp, releasing the genie who is very energetic. And he kind of like interacts with the audience and drop pop culture references, you know, <laughs> the whole thing, like genie shtick, whatever he does anyway. Um, and he explains to Aladdin, that he's now the master of the lamp and as such he gets three wishes um so yeah i don't know i guess i'll let you go first (laughs) okay i really like the song it's very fun to listen to and the performance is very stunning to watch like there's a lot of dancing acting singing to this so props to genie for like pulling all that off and the fact that he comes like the the moment he comes out from the lamp he was like it makes it almost into a talk show and it was just really funny it was very engaging and I like that so for that four minutes 
I, I feel like it's Aladdin's, the supporting character's own show, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. I like it both the musical and the movie version is very energetic. It's really, really fun to watch. So I think it, this is easily my favorite song from Aladdin. Um, it's also, like I said, very physically demanding. So I don't know. Just watching that just get me like, oh, that that moment <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. so and I also really like the parts when he starts singing Beauty and the Beast and other Disney songs oh man we have yeah. such different uplinks. really <laughs> I thought it was so funny and then it was just so like the audience um reaction to that was also really interesting and then just how he was just, like talking to the audience too I thought it was really really fun mm-hmm. um I think it is a good song Again, I am very biased because I just mm-hmm. love Robin Williams' performance so much. And I do want to say that the actor who played the genie here got an Oscar. Uh, not Oscar. Um, I got a, a Tony. Okay. I was like, so obviously, Oscar? Like, yeah, not I mean, Oscar. he did really well, but like, wow. Wrong medium, <laughs> wrong medium. Sorry. Um, so got a Tony for this. And I think this is the only Tony the show won. So I'm assuming most people are more in like the same mind as you rather than it's me um so I just want to stress that he did a very very good job and in going into like Robin Williams shoes very very difficult um so I want to say very 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 good now <laughs> with that said so I actually despised the way that they bring all of Disney's discography and in particular all of Beauty and the Beast <laughs> into the genie's number um and that's what I meant by like excessive pandering when I talked about like the Arabian night number so Disney um you got our ass and the seats already you really 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 do not need to advertise your other big Broadway shows in this Broadway show already I just ask you for like an itsy bitsy tinsy weeny bit of restraint here I understand you have other shows going on on Broadway and you would like us to see it. But the way you would get us to do that is by making those shows good. And Aladdin, in my opinion, is a good show. So you're going in the right direction there. You had a faltering with Frozen, but according to Claire, Lion King, very strong out there. You don't need to do this. I, I please, I encourage you to not so that's Is it about really that horrible? I thought it was just like a crossover. It's not. No, he literally took like like a third of the song to talk about other sh- other shows, and it's so unnecessary. Like the the majority of the Disney references in the original Aladdin are relatively small. Like you know when a Ala- genie thinks like Aladdin is lying, he like changes his face to Pinocchio. And he has like a little goofy hat when he goes like for vacation. The end of it. So they do have obviously like. Disney references, but they're not as excessive as this. I just feel like it's more record like Ralph Ralph breaks the internet or like you know Space Jam rather than you know Aladdin because it's just so much of it and it's so unnecessary. Like you should have enough confidence in your intellectual property to not need to put Beauty and the Beast there or not to put the Little Mermaid there or Pocahontas, which you don't even have a Broadway show for. Um so yeah, I did not enjoy the entirety of the Disney co- like discography there. It actually pissed me off quite a bit. But I find talking about this discography some more that even though they have like, I swear, half of it Disney's like IP there, they do not advertise Lion King. And I feel like why not? Why no love for Lion King? The show is perpetually on Broadway. You might as well advertise it while you advertise all the rest of your shows. So I find it very mystifying. 
so yeah, I, I think like this genie is actually is very, very good. Not as good as Robin Williams, but that can never be. He doesn't make this number look as seamless as, you know, Robin Williams, for example, would. So, you know, obviously it's a very demanding and energy consuming number. Um, and like a lot of the stuff that he shows, like, you know, speaking as fast or being as entertaining as him, it takes a lot. And I, I cannot imagine doing what he does, but you can see like he's out of breath. You can see he takes a toll on him to act that way. And I think it breaks a little bit of the magic. Another thing that would just like reminded me of another thing we watched. So um, when he says like, hey, kid, can you tap dance? It gave me like a major Voldemort forcing Harry to dance in a very Potter musical. I don't know if it gave you the same thing. But yeah, and apart from that, my overall thoughts, they just stretched it way, way too long. Um, it's really unnecessary the way they stretched it. Again, Disney discography, not necessary. Obviously, is to showcase their impressive stage design and kind of like show all their Disney's IPs. But I don't think it needs to be as long as it is. Really, really not. Like they showcase all their stage design in other numbers. Disney's IP they show in other ways it's unnecessary but it's a very good number still obviously I still enjoyed listening to it it's a great song from the original and not having it would be a crime I just mm, I wish they did it in a slightly better way but it's still a very very good number all right so after here we have act one finale which is um the reprise of friend like me and the reprise of proud of your boy so um, Eugenie explains the rule of wish-making to Aladdin. So he cannot kill, bring people back from the dead, or make anyone fall in love. After that, Aladdin tricks the genie to give him a freebie of bringing them out of the cave, um, showing that he's actually quite smart. Um, we cut to the palace, where Jafar tells Jasmine he executed Aladdin for his crimes, which causes Jasmine to be very distraught and vows she'll get rid of Jafar when she becomes queen. Um, and then we cut back to Aladdin and the genie where um, genie reveals his greatest wish is to be free and Aladdin promises to reserve one wish for him. Um, afterwards, he makes his first wish, wish, which is to be a prince so he can court Jasmine properly. Um, so both of these are like repetitions of stuff we heard so far. Do you have any comments on the songs or maybe on the finale, act one finale? No, not really. Yeah, it was really brief. Yeah. I don't really have anything to say about it either, but uh, I guess we can move on then. Okay, so Act 2 opens up with Prince Ali, another big number. Um, so essentially, Aladdin's friends announce his royal arrival to Agrabah. <laughs> Not much happens here, but it's definitely a big attention-grabbing number. What do you think about it? I think it's a really good opening number for mm-hmm. Act 2. This is how you should open the second act. Like calling back <laughs> to all the really poor second at opener, like watch this and learn. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, this is a really fun song to listen to. It's like the um, original songs from the movie. So, very familiar, well, not very, but like quite familiar with it. And it's very catchy in the sense. My favorite part of the whole song, hands down, has to be like, he's got the monkeys. Let's see the monkeys. Same. I don't know why. It was so <laughs> random. <laughs> So it was really, really fun. Um, I really hope that I have a friend who has this name so I can send the songs to him. Oh my um, God, yeah. that would get old I, so fast. I would feel for your friend. <laughs> I can definitely see myself doing that. But anyways, <laughs> um, it's a very interesting song. It's very fun. I, I like it. Yeah. What do you think? I agree. I think it's a very, very strong act to opener. Um, it's such, has such gravitas and it's so like, excessive 
and the things that they show, it really like just showcased the change of Aladdin. And I think like it's such a huge discrepancy from the act one to act two that it really gives you like a new emotion to it. Um, so I think it's really, really well done. Um, I like Prince Ali in general. I think it's uh, the execution of this the song in the musical is very, very well done. And the um, just the splendor of everything, I approve of it 100%. Um, I'm very, very pleased that they decided to cut it here um, for acting. So the next one is A Whole New World, which, as I mentioned, is my favorite from, you know, the entire musical. So um, Aladdin introduces himself to the Sultan and Jafar and kind of like makes his intention to marry Jasmine known. Um, but Jasmine overhears them, discuss her and kind of like berate everyone before promptly leaving. So the Sultan rushes to Aladdin, asking him to stay the night and try to talk to her tomorrow. So after this, kind of like Aladdin fights with his friends and they leave him. Um, and kind of like instead Aladdin confides in the genie about kind of like blowing it with Jasmine. So the genie advises him to be himself and advice which Aladdin ignores before rushing to like talk to Jasmine anyway one more time. So Jafar suspects Aladdin and decides to frame him for trespassing and killing him for his crime. Um, and Aladdin visits Jasmine and kind of like blows it again by acting like a phony at first, but kind of like um, vows, or sorry, wows her by um, taking her out of the palace on his magic carpet. Um, so my opinion, it, it's truly a magical number. The magic carpet ride looks amazing. The vocals are like fine velvet. They're just delicious to hear. Everything about this number is right to me. Um, and I like A Whole New World in general. I sang it many times. Um, it's just such a good number and such a good song. And I think they executed it to perfection here. I am really, really pleased by their execution. But what do you think? Yeah, it's a good song. I mean, it's like the song for this movie or this musical or this story in general. Um, I agree with you. The copyright is quite amazing. Mm -hmm. It's just so amazing to see how they pull it off on stage, like how the carpet actually flies over and then they're able to sing the song while they're on the carpet flying. It's just absolutely amazing. Um, but it's just too bad. I think from, from the recording that I watched, the lighting was kind of poor, so we can't really see their faces very clearly. Mm -hmm. I get it because technically the scene takes place at night. So it makes sense that like, everything is like dark and stuff, but it just from what I see, it wasn't very clear. So mm -hmm. I thought it was a little bit of let down. Um, but the fact that they can make it work on stage is just incredible. The same goes with the way that Genie appears and disappears whenever um, Into the Lamp or From the Lamp is also super amazing. So yes. I want to give like huge props to I don't know what, what is this called like stage design setting mm -hmm. whatever because it was really magical and <laughs> I'm really glad to see how they're able to make it work yeah that's fair that's fair um so the next one up is high adventure so Aladdin and Jasmine kiss and she tricks Aladdin to admit who he really is um so Aladdin lies and says he is really a prince who sometimes dresses like a commoner and Jasmine yeah. agrees to marry him and promptly like after she leaves Jafar kidnaps Aladdin and tries to kill him so um one of Aladdin's friends witnesses the kidnapping and rushes to get the others to help um and they decide to storm the palace 
personally, I didn't think too much of this song. I mean, the friends are nice. I I'm neutral about them. It just and I'm neutral about the song. I think it's actually quite a nice song. Like mm-hmm. I don't agree with their idea of like how can we we have to do something we have to save Aladdin and then the idea that it came up was was like to attack the palace directly yeah. with just three of them. So I'm like, what a dumb idea that yeah. is! Like, do you actually expect you guys to see what the heck? Well, but- they're not painted in the most <laughs> intelligent people. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, right? Because like it's not original. They so just have to make something to make sure it's a two-hour musical. So I have to add a number here. Yeah. But aside from the poor decision that they had, I think this song, like the delivery of literally every line, I think was pretty perfect because the song was meant to be funny, and I mm. think it definitely achieved that purpose. If I was a kid, I would definitely wish that I had friends to do this with. It's like pretty amazing to see that comical. Moment of this, mm-hmm. so I like that aspect of the song. Yeah. That is and, fair. I do agree. Yeah. That it's a comical like number. I find it entertain as an adult. Obviously, it wouldn't be hitting me the same as if I were a kid. And I find it entertaining enough. And I do think it would work with most ki- most kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I just find it a little bit more forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So after this, we've got somebody's got your back. So the rescue mission failed. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Who would have thunk? <laughs> um so now all four of them are in the dungeon which is really great it's an improvement um so aladdin manages to grab the lamp and wishes for the genie to set them free making it his second wish of course the last wish being genie's um wish to you know be set free um so genie fantasizes about being free now that he thinks that his time has come because aladdin already wasted two of his well i wouldn't say wasted but made two of his wishes personally I think this song is another meh. I like the idea of the genie and Aladdin, you know, kind of like being buddy buddies. I get a bit more of a paternal relationship from them in here compared to the movie. In the movie, I get them as being a little bit more of like friends or buddies rather than like a dad and a son. But I don't know why I get a a small paternal vibe from here. It just didn't leave that much of an impression on me. I agree. It's not bad, but it just didn't stand out too too much for me. I like how in the end, the three friends kind of got knocked up by somebody behind their back. So Mm. it kind of echoes the title of the song, like somebody's got your back. And I thought (laughs) it was pretty clever. I'm like, okay, I see that. But other than that, like not much really happened. Yeah, not much to say. (laughs) From here to the finale, it's all repetitions. So we have Proud of Your Boy, Reprise 2. Prince Ali Sultan reprise, Prince Ali Jafar reprise, Finale Ultimo, which is Arabian Night reprise, and a whole new world reprise. So a whole bunch of reprises there. Um, So essentially after the rescue, Aladdin goes to see Jasmine and comes clean. Um, But before he actually manages to do that, the Sultan agrees for the two of them to wed. So he doesn't confess. Um, And instead, he reneges on his promise to the genie because he doesn't believe that he can rule the kingdom by himself, essentially without the power. Sure move. Sorry. Yeah, dick move for sure. Um, Like that was kind of like the part where he falters, his confidence in himself falters, which is another issue with, you know, it's not making much sense because he seems more of a confident in who he is in the musical so we want to re- like talk about that again I guess but uh yeah 
so Jafar and Yaga witness Aladdin's exchange with a genie and he um, realizes Aladdin's true identity. And Yaga and Jafar steal the lamp while the Sultan announces the marriage to the kingdom. So um, Aladdin storms in the middle of the ceremony and starts to confess, but is interrupted by Jafar, who reveals Aladdin's true identity first. So Jafar imprisons Jasmine and wishes to be Sultan. Aladdin provokes Jafar after that by telling him he doesn't have the same power by himself and he is nothing without the genie. And as a result, Jafar wishes to be a genie and is therefore condemned to all the genie bounds, which, you know, kind of like defeats Jafar. So Aladdin wishes for the genie to be free. Moved by his sacrifice, the sultan decides to change the law and allow Jasmine to marry a commoner and gives her equal power in the marriage. And then the happily ever after, Jasmine and Aladdin marry. So what do you think about the finale? Honestly, I don't really have much thought after this. Like, it's yeah. just like a happy ending. Yay, yeah. kind of. I agree. Yeah. Um, I do like overall the execution of how they made it. So obviously, it's difficult to recreate, you know, all the shenanigans that Jafar puts them through, like becoming a giant snake and putting Jasmine in mm-hmm. um, hourglass. So... The way they handled it, I think, makes sense. And they adapted very well to a stage. Um, Overall, I think this musical is very well adapted. And it kind of changed my perspective on Disney musicals, as in like a Broadway musical, because my experience with Frozen was very bad. And I had a lot of preconceived notions about this one. And I think it uh, changed them quite a bit. I think overall, the songs were very well executed. Um, The cast was very good. The stage design, impeccable. The costuming, amazing. Um, So overall, I think it's very good. What are your final thoughts? Yeah, I enjoy it. I think it's one of the better Disney adaptions uh, in terms of Disney musicals. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously, I haven't watched like all of them, but yeah, I, I feel like Frozen, it's just okay. But obviously, if you watched Lion King, then oh my goodness I did not it doesn't come close. as you know but 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 I'm talking to the audience um but it's also very good it already is a very good adoption and I'll recommend it to people for sure for me like throughout the show like definitely Genie stands out the most I think his approach to the character is very refreshing and fun he definitely steals the show like whenever he comes up and the trouble for me to be honest is that I feel like nothing else kind of come close to that especially in act one Mm -hmm. I think even though Adam Jacobs plays Aladdin really really well but it's just that maybe it's the charm maybe it's the character maybe it's just I don't know what it is but it's just overall their characters are pretty but not standing out as much as Jeannie and especially Mm -hmm. Jasmine like she's pretty but bland you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I feel like the two of them, especially like the chemistry with like the temperature, it doesn't really start rising again until like the magic carpet ride scene, which mm-hmm. comes after intermission. So the characterization of Jasmine, I think was pretty poorly done in this one. Like I didn't like her at all, not, not at all, but like I didn't enjoy her as much. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was kind of a shame for me because honestly, Jasmine was like, out of all the Disney princess, like I actually like her quite a bit. So, mm. so yeah, that was a shame. 
in general, I still really, really enjoy it. Obviously, there are some flaws that I probably could have improved, but that doesn't take away the fact that it's still a very enjoyable experience. So if you're looking for like, you know, just like a very chill, uh, stress-free night to enjoy like the music and the story, I think this mm-hmm. is definitely one of the musical to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do you want to introduce our quiz? Yes. So the quiz that we are doing today is which character from Aladdin are you? And this is from All My Disney. <laughs> um, do you want to read the first question? Oh, I already did a whole quiz. No, do you remember <laughs> what I learned last time in Rent? Oh, <laughs> okay, no. I, I can All read right. the questions and okay. you can let me know what you answered. Then, All right. Because I didn't do it yet. So my best quality is the options are adventurous spirit, determination, generosity, and wit. What did you answer? I answered generosity. Okay, I think that's very fair for you. Um, for me, I'm, I answered determination. Okay, I think that is very true for you as well. I'm definitely not an adventurous spirit, that's for Neither sure. Neither am I. <laughs> the openness range, very low for me. <laughs> um, my greatest wish is to find true love, have a successful career, have piles of gold, be famous. To be honest, it's none of these, but if yeah. I have to pick one, it's probably going to be like a successful career. Oh, really? For me, it's find true love. And the way I okay. take it is like, oh, you know, friends, family, stuff like that. Okay. That's that's a lot more important to me. Be, surround yourself with people you love, essentially. Um, when finding a palace, oh, a place to live, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd most, I'm most concerned about awesome views, privacy, space, my commute I chose privacy yeah yeah (laughs) um pick a fruit banana apple watermelon orange okay so this is a hard one for me because I like everything except bananas and I did not know that about you really yeah it just I mean I don't hate it but it's just not the fruit I'll pick I'll still eat it if I go on a hike or something you know because it's easy but anyways um but eventually I chose orange but Mm. watermelon comes really close to that uh okay that's fair um I chose apple but watermelon comes really close (laughs) um white orange is it just like it's just a very common fruit that I'll eat. Yeah, I don't exactly. mind eating it a lot. Exactly with apple. I think it's just versatile and it's very common and easy. Um, and, you know, watermelons, you have to get them in season. They're really yeah. finicky. Yeah, you have to, like, cut them. They're not, like, <laughs> easily cut. You have to use a knife. It's not, like, um, orange. You can just peel it with your hands. True. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, without a magic carpet, I would travel through the desert on a slash an um, camel elephant horse donkey horse camel just because like i think they're more durable in the desert because they have like the humps that is also very fair but i never ride a a camel before so i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) but i've heard about them (laughs) okay okay um the best part about the desert is the heat Hmm. send you (laughs) (laughs) desert sky or wildlife wildlife yeah, same here. I love watching documentaries. Same. <laughs> on, oh on my desert. god, National Geographic. Yes, my heart. Yeah. Um, if I had my own princely inspired parade, it would include seventy-five golden camels, fifty-three purple peacocks, ninety-five white Persian monkeys, sixty elephants, and llama galore. So I'm gonna choose. 
swollen camels because they walk fast. I'm shocked by you. Why? Because I was sure you would pick the monkeys. What? I hate monkeys. He got the monkey. He got the monkey. <laughs> because of the line. You said it was your favorite. I mean, that's true, but it doesn't mean I want to have, like, have them. Anyways. <laughs> I picked the peacocks because I thought they would look more, I don't know, intense. Okay. Um, the location from Aladdin and Jasmine's carpet ride I'd most likely to vi- I'd most like to visit is Egypt, China, Greece, no preference. I chose Egypt. I chose no preference. Okay. Okay, so I'm assuming we'd probably get the same thing. What do you get? I don't think so. We have actually quite a few different answers. So I got Aladdin. Okay, we did get different things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna read mine first. So it's uh, a true friend with like a generous heart. You're street smart, adventurous, definitely not, and bold. You're not afraid to stand up to bullies. Oh my god, this is so not true. Or to take <laughs> risk to further your dreams. You charm and inspire others when you with your clever personality and daring dar- actions. I have I no see idea. You. I can see you as a lot, didn't you know? Really? Yeah, okay. I can see you as a I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. It is a compliment for sure. <laughs> I think you definitely like know how to like galvanize people and make people trust you and I think like you have like street smart or I wouldn't call it street smart I would call it like more life smart like you know you know how to navigate life and what you like in life so I feel like I could see you as a non street rat version of a <laughs> I appreciate that what did you get um I got Jasmine nice so- <laughs> An independent princess, you have a strong will and hold fast to your beliefs. When it comes to important life decisions, you let your heart decide. You're compassionate, free-spirited, and filled with wonder about the world around you. I don't see myself as Jasmine all that much, but um, I like Jasmine just fine, so I'm not going to complain. Okay, okay. I mean, I feel like the description, like, it's is quite accurate in some ways so I don't think I'm free-spirited whatsoever yeah I was gonna say that maybe not the free-spirited yeah. part but like <laughs> well the other parts are okay <laughs> ah, thank you thank you all right so I guess that gives our final rating and this time right. I'm not gonna catch you unnecessarily I don't think um <laughs> drum roll I'm gonna give it eight out of ten lamps I'm going to give it seven out of 10 Persian monkeys. Okay. Persian monkeys. Very Persian specific. Monkeys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because I also like you, really like the monkey line too. Okay. Okay. That's fair. All um, right. So that's Aladdin. Right. So um, thank you so much for listening to the episode. If you do have anything you want to tell us about everything we discussed so far or previous episode, or even if you have any wishes um, for musicals for us to cover, we'd definitely be receptive to it and would encourage it. You can find us at Podway Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit, or you can email us at podwaypodcast at gmail.com. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. See ya. Bye.